Father, we praise you this morning, Father, and we, and we know we can't do anything without you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. God's good, isn't he? Somebody in this room today, he's done it for you, and you forgot. It's time to think about what he's done for us and go forward. Praise God. It's so good to be here this morning. It's such a privilege and an honor to be able to step up on stage in front of Kingdom Impact for five years now. How about that? Five years now. Um, I want to say hey to all the Facebook fans and family who are out there watching today, Pastor Doug in Israel. He's actually there with my father crazy story and uh so as you know some of you know who i am my name is kevin i've been with the church for five years now help pastor doug um help create this and he's been everything to me since i've been about 12 years old um and so with the israel trip i'm gonna take it back to about a year and a half ago or a year ago when my mother passed um, and this goes into another sermon that I want to talk about later in life. It's called Beautiful Darkness. But throughout this, um, throughout my mother and her passing of cancer and seeing all that, and I did see cancer disappear because she's healed. Amen? Uh, amen? So I'm not going to get up here and cry about it. I'm going to be rejoicing that she is free. Um, but as she was laying there preparing herself to go into her heavenly home, my father did something on his bucket list. He was like, I want to go to Israel. And Pastor Doug, they let us all three into the room that night during the COVID times. You know, no one could go in, but they blessed us and let us all go in. And, uh, and I'm, my dad will probably be mad that I'm saying this, but Dad, you're not here to protect yourself. So, but you can comment on Facebook if you'd like to. Um, but he said, Pastor Doug, I want to go. And I think that trip right now is changing his life. I'm praying that it changes his life and all those who are with him right now that are be changed. So, but good morning again. I just wanted to say that um, God has really been working on me this week, messing with my head and messing with uh, where I wanted to go with the scriptures and, and things like that this morning. I have been struggling. I came into the building this morning. And I said, I really don't know what I'm going to say, which is really unheard of because I talk all the time and I have a lot of things to say. Ask my wife. Love you, babe. Um, so, yes, I, I've been struggling putting this together, but as I realized, um, even when I was talking to Bruce and them, it's all about a testimony and what our testimony can help and, and help other people. So, if you don't know, I have chronic anxiety and depression. You would never think that because I'm happy and bubbly and all that all the time. But can I tell you what, yeah, on the outside, I'm like this. But on the inside, I'm doing this all the time. My mind is going crazy. And I'm not sure how to bring it together. But then I realize, oh, that's right. God has got this book right here for me. Of men who have gone before me with the same problems, just different errors. Different times. And I get to live off their examples. So I, I, this came this morning, by the way. Started reading what Elijah did 
Everybody knows the story of Elijah where he trusted God to bring down fire to burn the altar. Everybody knows that story, right? He trusted God so much to send the fire down and get rid of, I think it was 450 people that at that time was worshiping that idol. I I don't know if some of you have actually read into chapter 19 in, in, in 1 Kings about how Elijah was so pumped up and ready for God and he trusted God so much, but then he fell into a depression. Also, if you go into Psalms, when I have that here too, if you go into Psalms and you talk about David, if you ever read the Psalms, he is bipolar. I'm telling you that. If you look into his word, I'm just going to read right here out of Psalms 40. I just want to break it down. Psalms 40. Please read this book. If you've never read a book and you're trying to understand people, people are crazy. We're all crazy, okay? Okay, We're all crazy. We all have a little bit of crazy in it, but Jesus can help us with that, okay? So in verse 8 in Psalms 40, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your law is written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out. As you know, O Lord, well known, I have kept this good news hidden in my heart. I have talked to you about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. My only hope is in your unfailing love and faithfulness. The very next sentence, he says... For troubles surround me, too many to count. They pile on so high they can't see me out. So you went from, oh God, unfailing love, unfailing love. Oh my God, I'm so in trouble. In the same sentence, that's how we are as people too. Don't tell me it doesn't happen every day. I deal with the public. People at Walmart are crazy. You go from mad, sad, I can't say that word, I can't say that word on stage. But you're upset, okay? We, go our, we are emotional roller coasters. So our mental game is always off unless we trust in the true God. If you are not surrounding yourself with things of good and things of, what, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Positive thinking in your life and positive people. I'm sorry, but your mind is going to mess you up. Your mind is the biggest thing that can mess you up. It's not the things of the world, especially if you know Jesus. It's your mind when you're sitting alone. At that moment right here, he was jacked up. King David was amazing. He went from uh, a a little boy to, to the king to taking out Goliath. He knocked out all his giants, but yet he still fell on his face, realizing he's absolutely nothing without Jesus. And that's who I am today. I am absolutely nothing without Jesus. Even in the midst of it all, when I'm playing, uh, can we be real? Everybody want to be real? When we're playing the fence. Oh, Jesus, I'm over here today. I still love you, but I'm going to go play over here for a little bit. We all do it. Come on. Be real. Don't act like you super Christian. 
don't, I don't play like you super Christian. Don't tell me you ain't never said something you regret. Don't tell me you ain't never hurt somebody's feelings. Don't tell me you just don't want to punch people in the face sometimes. <laughs> it happens. We're human. So who in here is perfect? That's what I thought. Okay, now we can continue. None of us are perfect, but we serve a perfect God. And I just spit on Pastor Doug's table. I apologize. <laughs> can we have fun this morning? Can we realize that we are all humans and we all need each other? And if it was not for relationships right here, we would be alone and depressed, mentally disturbed. So I was trying to put this together last night. I think, what was it, like 1 o'clock this morning, Lee, that you come walking? Well, it was maybe 11 o'clock. She'd come walking down the hall. You got anything ready yet? Nope. Sure don't. Sometimes God delivers a word, and you don't even know it. It could be three words, and he wants you to jump on it. But as we were talking this morning about um, depression and things like that, it's all our mental game. It's all what's been going on. And look at the last two years of what has happened in life. COVID has really messed us up being relational, helping one another. It has separated us out. So each one of us are probably struggling with some sort of depression and we don't even realize it. So that's why it's so important to find someone to talk to. It's very important to find somebody you can talk to and trust and let them know how you're feeling. It's okay to be mad. Look, I just came off of being mad at God for taking my mother. Don't tell me that if you have not lost your mama, that you weren't mad a little bit. Or your loved one. Or your husband. I'm sorry, Sherry. I was pissed about it too. Okay? I didn't understand but God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Can I tell you that his life changed so many? It's crazy. He used to drive through my lot just to come say hey. And you were with him, okay? So with that, I absolutely love you. I love your family. And if there's anything that we can do, I'll be there. Okay? And we as a church need to do that too. So we've been going through so many things with the COVID and, and, and work and home. Tell me, at work, God almighty, who works in here? Everybody, right? Everybody except the little ones. You probably need to get a job. You're about that age. How old are you? Yeah, you need to push them. You need to do something. Do something with yourself. But we all have work. Who's stressed out at work? Who loves walking in in the morning? Man, I just love work so much. Not everybody. You do? Craig does. You have to be the one in the group, huh? <laughs> Loves walking the work. I enjoy going to work, but there's those days that you're just like, man, do I got to deal with this today? Do I really have to answer all these questions? Do I have to be the answerer? Do I have to be the person that is in charge? What about my problems? What about the things that I'm dealing with? Why do I have to handle everything else when I have all this going on? It gets deep. And if you're not careful, it gets so deep that you can't get out. What about at home? Who has kids in here? I see a couple sitting. Oh, yeah, you got kids. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, aren't they lovely at times? Or how about, I wish my, where's my oldest son? Oh, there he is. Hey, Zach. Hey, buddy. Don't you just love it when your kids just love you so much and they, like, say things smart and um, just the pure Satan wants to get out and choke them out? But anyway... 
But we have those times in our life that it's going to happen. The most people that really hurt you the most are probably the closest ones. Son, I love you to death, but it hurts me to see you hurt. It hurts me. And you might not see that now, and you might say the things that, that I have done to try to teach and parent you. One day you'll realize it. And I get to stand up here on stage and be as transparent as I possibly can be and tell you, son, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I will never have it all together. Okay? All right, I love you. And if you're looking at me as perfect, <laughs> you're looking the wrong way. <sighs> so we have we work, we have home, and we have everything else that comes along with life. The people that cut you off in the Walmarts don't know how to walk on the right side. Mm, make me angry. But it's been crazy over the last few years. Um, but the beauty of it is, is God loves us even in the ugly moments, even when we're ugly. He loves us anyway. How many, oh my God, I've been ugly to people so many times. You know how many people I pick on? Let's be real. Don't tell me you don't people watch sometimes. But look at them. That don't look right. I do it. It, it. I'm sorry, but I do it. It's not like I don't love the person. It's not like I don't love the person, but then again, when I begin to do that, I'm like, oh God, what am I doing? What am I doing? It's a mental game. It's a mental game. What are we doing? Do you ever catch yourself doing that? Um, one of the biggest things since I, I deal with anxiety and depression is overthinking. Who ever thinks about the smallest things? Come on. Isn't it hard? Yeah, you overthink the dumbest things. It is what it is. Yeah. Oh, my God, did I say that wrong? Did I do that wrong? Oh, my God. And God's like, shut up. I got you. Go to my word. Stop thinking here and go to my word. What is it? Worry is a cycle of inefficient thoughts whirling around a center of fear. That's what worry is. Psalms 27 and 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Isaiah 41 and 13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold on your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. 1 Peter 5 and 7, Cast out all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He tells us in his word what to do. Is The problem is, is do we do it? I don't do it all the time. You don't do it all the time, but we need to, and it's hard. Maybe when you're sitting in your garage like I do sometimes and watch TV and watch Netflix just to get some quiet, um, just saying we're loud, we have a loud family all the time, and if you've ever watched some of my videos, I have a really loud dog who's irritating. He's the demon dog. I'm sorry. I called my wife's dog out. But sometimes he barks so much, I just want to slam the door and go outside and be alone. He growls at me. He bites me. He won't even let me look at my wife. I'm a little bit jealous. I'm a little sour right now. I'm sorry. Lord, Lord please forgive me for being sour towards that dumb little dog. <laughs> but... That's some of the things we do. So instead of maybe sitting in my garage watching Netflix, maybe I need to pull the word out and say, you know what? Let me go back to my scripture. 
Let me go back to my scripture, Matthew 6 and 13. Actually, let's go to Matthew 6, 25 through 27. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not like, it is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, neither soar nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? At which of you have been anxious can add a single hour to a span of life? He tells us he's going to take care of the birds. So don't tell me he ain't going to take care of me. In Psalms, well, in Matthew 6 and 34, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day in its own trouble. Psalms 121, 1 through 2. I lift my eyes up to the hill, for where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made me, who made heaven and earth, knowing all that's still. Depression and anxiety lurks in me personally, which all have some in our life. Over the last years, I would say... I've come a long way. Um, when me and my wife first met, I hid a lot of things. I was a liar. I was very deceitful. And if I figured I hid it, I wouldn't get caught. Well, that's not true. The dirt comes out in the wash. So what I have learned over 14 years of marriage this year, hey, boo, um, 14 years of marriage this year, I have learned that she needs to know everything. Every, everything to the T. To the penny in the bank. To the, to the point where you, I, I, I don't know, it, just everything. I tell her everything. How I feel. How am I feeling? But then sometimes she knows that, okay, Kevin's feeling this way. He needs to, he needs to go do his own thing. So I try not to live in a lie. And, and a lot of people live in a lie. And that's where, once again, it's all in your head. Once you, you, you feel like you're living a lie all the time. But it's just mentally. Your brain is going constantly crazy. But not only does anxiety and depression cause that, but it can mess with your, your weight. It messes with your health. It, it, it destroys you from the inside out. But God has given us promises that he can take care of this. Um, let's go back to, uh, let's get away from the electronics for a minute. And let, let me step into the word about Elijah. He just called down the flames with the water around the altar and everything. And he just, just destroyed Baal. I want to read this whole thing, but I'm scared I'm going to stutter to y'all. But that's okay. God whispers to Elijah. When, I, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel, this was, he went to, he went back home. Okay? That's where your story is. He just, a miracle happened. A miracle absolutely happened. God came down, and he did his job. He did what he promised he would do. And Elijah, he was there. He trusted God. He did it all. When Ahab... When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel what Elijah had done, and that he had slaughtered the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent the message to Elijah, May the gods also kill me 
if by this time tomorrow I have failed to take your life like those who you killed. Immediately after he did what God told him to do, he became attacked. Which happens in a lot of our lives. As soon as we begin to live the right way, God, uh, not God, but the enemy tries to come against us. Elijah was afraid and, and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went alone into the desert, traveling all day. He went alone into the desert. That means he was scared for losing his life, which what being scared is fear, and which fear is worry. He was worried. So his mental game was off. Then he went alone into the desert all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree, and he prayed that he might die. I have had enough. Lord, he said, take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors. He gave up in a split second. As soon as people, as soon as adversity comes against us, sometimes we just want to give up. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and saw some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. How amazing would that be to wake up and you got breakfast in bed? He had breakfast in bed, straight up. Jesus does his thing. The angel said, get up and eat. He looked around and saw some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more, for there's a long journey ahead of you. So he was already, God had already sent the angel down to go ahead and start prepping his mind. Here, trust me, trust me. I will feed you. I will, I will, I got you. I got you. I got you. So he got up and ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel for 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have, zealous, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I alone am left, and now they're trying to kill me. He begins to open up to God and tell him his problems. Sometimes we need to sit down and open up to God and be like, I am a wreck, and I need you now. I try to wake, I wake up every day saying that. God, I am an absolute wreck. I can't do without you. I need you every stinking day. All right, I, I alone am left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Go out, stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and the mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in cloak because God, we couldn't handle God one-on-one. -on -one. There's just no way. We would have to cover our faces. So he wrapped his face and his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And God said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel 
have broken the covenant with you, tore down your altars, killed every one of your prophets. I alone am left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Then the Lord told him, Go back to the way you came, and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive there, anoint Hazel to be king of Aram. And I'm going to stop there, but I want to go back. To go back to the way you came and traveled. Go back to the way you came. Go back to the way you came. Earlier in 18, he was fearless of what God could do. Go back to the way that you came. Go back to the way you were. Go back to how you worship Jesus. And those... Go back to the way you came. That speaks. Go back to that place where you were happy again. Go back to the altar where you are, where you first found Jesus. Go back and lay upon him. And that to me speaks wonders because sometimes we get so prideful. We get prideful sometimes as people. And we begin to pretend like we're better than we are, but really we're just nothing. I mean, it is what it is. We're just people. We are unperfect people. Or is that a word? Unperfect? Unperfect. Imperfect? I like unperfect. Because if you take the U and the N and you end at Christ, you in Christ instead of you in perfect. Or you in perfect, which is you in Jesus. Come on with it, somebody. That came out of nowhere. How about that? How about, you didn't get it? You, as in unperfect, you in Christ. You in perfect. Unperfect. I am unperfect, but I am, or you, in Jesus. Jesus is perfect. Amen? Amen. Come on, somebody. That was a good one. That came out of nowhere. (laughs) So, in 19, 3 and 4, Elijah experienced the depths of fatigue and discouragement just after his two great spiritual victories, the feet of the prophets of Baal, and he answered the prayer for the rain. Often discouragement sets in after great spiritual experiences. Who's ever left an incredible service, and as soon as you get in the car, something happens, and you fly off the handle. I have. My son back taught me one time about wanting to knock his teeth out. Love him to death. I won't knock his teeth out. I got to pay for him. <laughs> so after discouragement sets in, after great spiritual experiences, especially those requiring physical effort or producing emotional excitement, To lead him out of depression, God first let Elijah rest and eat. He told him to stop. He told him to stop and rest and eat. And I'm taking it when the the angel brought him the bread, the bread of life, and he brought him the water. That was Jesus saying, hey, I got you. I got you. And we need to remember that sometimes. That God is in it all the time. Um, knowing that I struggle with the depression and anxiety and things like this, I always try to fill my head up 
with positive things, especially early mornings. When I'm getting ready for work and my phone call and my phones go off early in the morning with associates and things like that, I try to take everything out and I want to watch this one video. I want to watch this but I can handle it. It's about a three minute video. I listen to Stephen Furtick, I try to every morning about I can handle it. Will you play that for me? It will bring brand new blessings and brand new battles. But within every uncertainty, there is hidden possibility. So I don't dread any challenge that lies ahead because I remember all the victories behind. And my confidence is not in my circumstance. The Spirit of God is my supply. I'm steady under pressure and I'm ready for whatever because whatever comes my way today, the outcome is I overcome. Christ is in me. I am enough. I can handle it. I can't afford to stay afraid or let my faith hesitate. My purpose is at stake. And he who called me is faithful. His strength in me is greater than any pain I feel or enemy I face. The promise of God is mine for the taking. Every plan he has made is guaranteed to come to pass. It will happen. If I don't back down, if I won't let go, it will happen. If I don't stop short, if I won't sell out, it will happen by faith. But faith doesn't take the fear away. It teaches me to fight it. So bring the battle. I'm ready now. I got something for Goliath. I can handle it. My power flows from presence. So I won't stay stuck in what was or worry about what will be. My regrets have been redeemed and my tests have become my lessons. My focus is fixed and my heart is expected. I'm set. I'm not nervous about what's next because my eyes are on the throne. I trust the one who's in complete control, the one who already knows how he's going to work it according to his purpose. Even the worst situations are sure to turn in my favor. If I keep moving forward, keep moving toward him, God is with me in this moment. And whatever happens, I can handle it. I know my help comes from above, so if fear insists on knocking, I'll meet it at the door. Life might give me bad news, but I've still got a good report. I can handle it. If I fall, if I fail, I'll handle it. Grace will give me what it takes to carry on. I can handle it. I have humbled myself under the mighty hand of God. Christ is in me. I am enough. And when the time is right, He'll lift me up. Till then. I can handle it. That's what we need to do every morning when we wake up. 
you know what, I don't care what the enemy throws at me today. I don't care if my kids get on my nerves. I'm going to give it to God Almighty. I just feel encouraged to tell you that today, that it's okay to be down, but it's not okay not to get back up. Do not stay down. Do not let this world get to you like that. And if it does, you better call somebody. His name's Jesus. And, and, and he's there. And if you need to talk to somebody personally, we're there. Pastor Doug, he loves talking to people all the time. So in closing, and you can play something soft. In closing today, I want to thank you for letting me even spread my energy to you. Well, thanks. I want my energy to flow to you so you can go out here and handle it. Because I am an absolute mess. And if I can do it, you can do it. And if I can do it, if God can save me, trust me. Y'all are a lot better. Y'all are a lot better than me. Don't think anything that you've done takes you away from the love of God. There is nothing that you can do that God will not forgive. But you got to give it to Him. And I struggle with that too. Sometimes we give it to Him and then we want to grab it back. we got to stop. we got to stop and really think about that. All heads bowed and eyes closed. And those who are watching on Facebook, please comment, post below. If you're struggling today and you need prayer, will you lift your hand, please? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. If you're struggling with depression or you're mentally off right now and you need prayer, let's pray. But I'm going to pray over the entire room and everyone who is watching on Facebook like and share this post because there are people struggling and they need to hear the word. Lord, let me pray. God Almighty, I come to you now nothing but a nothing but just a wreck. But I know through you you have made me whole. Lord, touch our minds and our spirits and our bodies to where we can focus on you more and ourselves less. Let not the adversities of the world hold us down, but let you lift us up. God, there are people who are struggling so mentally right now, they don't know which way to turn. But God, they need to turn towards you, and I ask you just to pluck their heart. I ask you to put somebody in their way. I ask you to have somebody walk by them in the grocery store and just say, hey, and lift their day. Just, Lord, I want to be that light to somebody that I can just help change through you and only you. Lord, touch the people. Touch us as a people to rely on you more. Rely on you in our finances. Rely on you in our attitudes. Rely on you in our health. Just rely on you in everything and part of our life. Just let us all just sacrifice ourselves to you, God. For you sacrificed it all on that cross and you didn't have to, but you did. And then you came back and you took the keys of hell. Lord, thank you. Continue using Kingdom Impact for this city. Continue using the people of your word to touch the city. And let us go into the midst and do your work. Let us be your hands and feet. Lord, thank you for this time to come together and worship. 
and let it all out. God, I praise you and I honor you, God. Thank you for breaking the mold after you made me because there is no other Kevin, I promise you that. Lord, I thank you, God. Thank you for, thank you for just being amazing. God, I praise you and I honor you. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. I would say shake someone's hand or hug somebody, but I don't think you can. So maybe air high five somebody. Say hey to somebody before you leave, and y'all have an incredible day and have an incredible week. We'll see you next week.